I'm Brody Vixilio. My family history in the local restaurant business goes back nearly a century, and it's a business I grew up in. I'm the owner of Steinhilbert's Restaurant in La Bella Italia in Virginia Beach. And I'm Alvin Williams. I trained and worked as a chef in my native England before moving to the United States, where I've been able to fulfill my lifelong dream of opening my restaurant, Cobalt Grill, also in Virginia Beach. This podcast is about food, drink, the people who work in restaurants, and the people who love to dine in restaurants. You're listening to The Check, a podcast about restaurants. In today's podcast, we'll be talking to Mike Standing about some of the challenges that restaurants are facing and some of the creative things he's been doing to make it through these difficult times. Mike is the owner of three Virginia Beach resort area restaurants, Waterman Surfside Grill, The Shack, and Chicks on the Beach. Between these three restaurants, he employs about 300 people. Here's Mike. Things are going to change and we're going to have to adapt to it. And uh, it's a heck of a lot more work, but I don't know. It kind of breaks up what we're doing at the end of the day. You never know. It might be something. We might have a cooler city or cooler state because of it. Do you think that these changes are going to become the new norm? And do you think that we might be a better for it? I mean, you're taking the positive approach, which I like. Uh, one thing we have to strongly consider is where is the city going to make up for the lost revenue? And where are the businesses going to make up for the lost revenue? So because of that, our cities or in our states are going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be mandated, uh, not literally, but it's going to be absolutely imperative that they come up with creative ways to substitute that revenue. So if someone has a parking lot or there's city space in and around there, then maybe they let tables out on those public spaces because if you're only at 50% occupancy, most businesses can't make it on that. I certainly can't. So if we can expand that space while maintaining social distancing, maybe we'll find that, you know, that there's creative dining. Like I was at Rockefeller's the other day. So you ought to put tables on those docks or there's a commercial boat there, put a couple of tables inside the boat. And then we've got a grassy area at a restaurant. And there's, you know, why not put a couple of tables on there? Why not start to get a little more creative? Let's get let's get Virginia thinking in a in a more uh, progressive manner, and go from there. And then um, outdoor dining, like Brady, you have that beautiful back area. I mean, you you could end up doing such a an amazing dining experience out there. And and so it's going to force us probably to work a lot harder for a lot less. But, but you know, it, it could it could it could really uh, spur some and inspire some really cool ideas. One of Standing's cool ideas is an outdoor marketplace he set up at the Shack on Ninth Street. The market sells fresh seafood caught by local commercial fishermen, along with meat, produce, and other fresh items. Uh, it's 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 a very social place. Even though people can't hang out in there, it's a it's in passing. Um, that people say hello. So it's been a, a break from people just sitting in their house and doing nothing and nothing against grocery stores, but you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a different experience for shopping. And then now since they are allowing alcohol to go, um, people are coming in, they're shopping and then they're getting their drink and taking it home. And it, and you know, I, I don't ever want to consider it the new norm, but for this, for this time, or at least 
you know, a month period, it has, it has become a, a routine for people. They, they're going out regularly and getting what's fresh that day on fish that we bought in, brought in and having a cocktail, maybe a to-go meal and, and heading on and just navigating the rules and everybody understanding the rules and how we do it is, is very complicated. But I think all in all, the customers have been very understanding and appreciative of what we've done. A couple of weeks ago, I've been, originally we thought it was a great idea. We could give people to go food and they take it out on the back lawn and, uh, and, and try to have a little bit of, a little bit of a restaurant atmosphere without, without breaking the law, without, you know, being dangerous, without being, um, too close socially. Um, I, I really felt like I was given a good service and somebody, we have, you know, the river, Linden River behind Steinhuber's restaurant on the other side of the, of the lawn. And somebody was out on their boat and saw some folks enjoying themselves. And they were spaced, uh, 40 feet apart, uh, only a few people out there. But at any rate, they saw people with to-go bags eating food. So, you know, they blew the whistle on us. They they called the health department, the ABC. And I got a lot of calls, and I got an inspection from the ABC. Have you had any uh, close calls or admonishments from the from the man? Um, the man has been leaving me alone recently, which which is a which is a good thing. I'll, I'll give you a good one that we're selling to go food in, at uh, the shack and you have to serve, um, you have to serve food when you sell a liquor drink, not beer wine, but a liquor drink. So we, um, you know, today's different than years ago where dietary restrictions or whatever. Some people just eat vegetables or fruit or whatever. So, or they don't want a big meal. So we were selling a four ounce sandwich. And the ABC agent, head one, said he didn't like the size of my sandwich. <laughs> I said, and he had the police there in the, in the health department. They were all very, very nice. And they were almost chuckling in the background. I said, well, I'll do whatever. Look, I'm, I'm really stressed. I got a lot going on. I'm happy to do whatever you want. What size do you want? He said, I don't know. I said, okay, um, how do I know what to do? if you don't know and you're the authority and but it says sandwich here on your legal description here and you you know you know it is it, it's just it's insanity and really if you think about it i don't know where they got that but a restaurant if they sell serve alcoholic beverages they're required to have it available not to buy it when you're in there so i don't know how they crafted that then once they craft it what if somebody wants not, but if they don't want to have a whole meal, you know, it's just, I don't know. It, it's just the whole thing's silly. But we're trying our best, and I know they are too. No matter how creative restaurants get, the widespread closures related to coronavirus has put the industry into crisis. The National Restaurant Association predicts 5 to 7 million hospitality service workers will lose their jobs in the next three months. Well, I, I see the outlook is, is, is I think we're going to lose restaurants. I think, I think that people are going to not think it's worth it. I think they, they're not going to, once their funding runs out, if they've gotten it, the PPP, uh, they realize that it's not quite what they thought it was, and then they're going to owe the money. 
And it's a really scary outlook. It's very saddening because we don't want restaurants going under. And and when restaurants go under, that means our supply chains have problems. And when our supply chains have problems, then, you know, the people who do make it, it makes it difficult for them to operate. You know, we definitely don't want any restaurants to go under. We don't want to see that. And I'm sure that there's some restaurants that were just opening or just recently opened at the, the start of this. And that's unfortunate timing and those restaurants don't have you know the following that we're fortunate to have because we've been around for so long and maybe people are not going to try new restaurants um after this because they want to go to places that are tried and true because money's tight and you don't want to waste your money so I, i i feel for those guys um also prices of meat and beef and fish and everything is going up and you know i think people are going to be hoarding and it's going to be price increases, which means it's going to be price increases passed on to the customers. It's going to be a tough time. The rents are going to remain the same. The taxes, I don't know. Hopefully they remain. Hopefully they 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 drop. Uh, but we're going to have to have the the sanitation standards are going to go up, which yeah. is not necessarily a bad thing. But when you require servers to have masks, I've heard. They're going to require a separate employee whose job is to clean tables. What happens when you have four tables and you have to have a separate separate employee who's going to clean four tables for, yeah. for a shift? I mean, these are additional fixed costs to a restaurant that, that are not normally in your, in your business plan. So now you have to have a certain number of masks for each chef each day, a certain number of gloves and, you know, all these different things that we've had but not in abundance before. It's going to be a, a major cost that we don't factor into our budgets normally. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good things that that are are, are coming, but there's also a lot of hardship, and I, I I don't know. The outlook is possibly not great. To weather this storm, restaurants are going to need help from a variety of sources. Standing has some ideas on how government can help, particularly on the local level. One thing that uh, you know. I tell you one thing that you know, to prevent these businesses from going out is imperative for for our country, and um, you know the federal government is going to do what they can do. Uh, they obviously have a tremendous amount of inefficiency. I mean, it's particularly at the beginning, I and mean, all kinds of businesses are hurting now, from even from doctors to to, to um, salons and gyms and entertainment facilities, concert promoters, um, but restaurants are particularly. Damaged. I mean, they they just been hit really, really hard, and the government completely missed the mark on how this PPP funding was operating. They wanted us to give us loans and have the loans eliminated so long as we brought the people back. But when you're closed, that's kind of a hard task to do to bring people back. So they missed it on the mark. The state hasn't done a darn thing. The banks have been great to a lot of people um, that have loans, they've said, okay, you know, hold off two or three months. And that's been great, but the city needs to step up to the plate and the city needs it because we can't do without restaurants, period. So when we lose these restaurants, then we lose jobs. We lose jobs. It starts driving the economy down. And one thing that we've been pressing very, very hard for is that all restaurants and in hotels, they've been hit very, very hard. But all, all of these businesses, whether they're a tenant or they own their property, all of them pay property tax. And when you pay property tax, you go up with the city goes up with you as the value goes up. And um, 
they need to go down as well. So well, while landlords and banks are forgiving rents and mortgages for a few months, the, the city needs to go ahead and step up the plate and help these small businesses and eliminate the tax for a period of time that they were affected, maybe half the year for the property tax. So an ice cream shop on a triple net lease is paying the tax. They pay it through the landlord, but they're paying the tax. And so we don't need these businesses to go out because the tax base eventually will decrease as they go out of business. So why not do a one-shot help for, for all these businesses right now? And I think the city really, it's incumbent upon them. It's a responsible thing to do. It's been great to have Mike standing on the podcast. We've learned a lot from him about what he's doing and his thoughts on the restaurant industry. Thank you, Mike. And of course, thank you for listening to the Czech podcast. Please join us next week when we'll be talking to Stacy Shiflett, the executive director of the Virginia Beach Restaurant Association, to get an idea of how you can help your local restaurants and what Stacy's doing to try to facilitate that. In the meantime, please support your local restaurants and have fun. See you next time.